Hi, this is James Rousseau, and I would like to welcome you to another edition of The Cooling Solution, where we look to empower you through awareness and actionable insights. As many of us know, careers are not linear, but tend to be a tapestry of sorts. Whether in the corporate environment or as an entrepreneur, you must be prepared to capitalize on windows of opportunity. My next guest, Adam Thompson, is a fine example of this. With time spent in the military and retail restaurants, Adam acknowledged that while he didn't know exactly what he wanted to do, he knew that he wanted better, and he prepared for it, which provides a great glide path into his stories on how he found the right opportunity, evaluated it, and then capitalized on it rather quickly. If you are someone looking for more out of your career or budding to be an entrepreneur, there are some great nuggets in here for you. So sit back and listen up as we're about to link up with Adam Thompson. Welcome, uh, Adam Thompson. Thank you for joining me for another uh, program of the CoreLink Solution. Thank you for joining. Thank Pre- you so much for having appreciate me. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, we are here in Montego Bay, Jamaica. <laughs> uh, and maybe we should start with that. How's the trip so far? It's absolutely stunning. I I, I didn't think I was ever going to be the guy that walks into a swim-up room, and it happened yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're in a swim-up room? 24 hours ago, I'm in a swim-up room, and, and, and yes. You didn't even know it before you got I here? I did not know it. I... I almost, I, w- I was raised in an environment to where maybe almost I, I didn't want to say anything. Like, I don't know if they gave us the right room, but right. we're keeping this room. I've never had a swimmer room. So how's, that, how's that work? Uh, if the door is unlocked, the pool is connected to your bed almost. Nice. So absolutely, yes. yes. I've never had a swimmer room. Okay. Nice. <laughs> do you have the butler service thing too? Um, it was an option. I, again, I was raised to do my own work. So I'm the butler in our family. Got it. Yeah, it was weird for me because when we got there, there was this phone sitting on our uh, uh, living room uh, table. So I thought maybe uh, a maid or someone left their phone. So, <laughs> so finally, I like, you know, the phone kept ringing and I finally said, okay, let me dial a person back right. to tell them to come get their phone. Yes. So I dial a person back and they're like, butler, you need a butler. No, I'm not the <laughs> butler, right? You know, so, so after a while, I finally heard an echo and heard a person in stereo, they were, I'll stop my door. Right. So I hang up the phone and I go to, he's like, no, I am your butler. I'm That's like, excellent. oh, okay. That's so um, we'll get there for everybody to let people know why we're in Jamaica and what you're celebrating. Uh, so um, one of the things I know is you've been an entrepreneur for quite some time and you've had a, a great entrepreneur journey. Why don't we go further back? Let's start with your, everyone has humble beginnings. Sure, sure. Where, where'd you start? Where, born, raised where? Sure, in Kentucky, a very large family. Mom and dad both had seven siblings, uh, grew up very close to each other and we were taught like so many people that trading time for money and work Mm. ethic and all those things are super duper important fast forward to parents split up not not uncommon i think Mm -hmm. i got a one and two shot of having something in common with someone in that way so parents split up single mom uh worked herself to the bone hi mom you know um she just retired thank Mm. the lord but uh in that meantime she showed us and taught us work ethic Mm. she taught us honesty integrity you know we were were faith-based christian family um, long story short, I took that work ethic, jumped on a Greyhound in my late teens and mm. went to California to see what they knew, right? Uh, found out that um, the work ethic that I was taught wasn't necessarily common, you know? Common, the people say common sense is not that common. Back then, work ethic wasn't that common. Uh, this is the early 90s, and I found myself working one, two, and three jobs. Very expensive city in San Francisco, but I realized that what seemed normal for me, everyone was giving me all these accolades and attaboys and pats on the back. And you mean you'll work more than 40 hours? Absolutely. I, I like money, you know. Right. Uh, from there, I joined the military, jumped out of planes for a couple of years and uh, did a lot of 
restaurant management, did a little bit of sales here and there, but always knew there was something greater. I didn't know how to achieve it. I didn't have the mentors at that point in life. Mm-hmm. Um, in a nutshell, I, I, I consider myself at best middle class. I mean, I, there, I remember a lot of poor moments. I remember um, kind of one of, my, one of my drivers in my life right now was to break a cycle that I found and discovered as a childhood, which was the inability to handle money. Mm. Mom worked hard. She was a nurse, right? So the earnings were, the earnings potential was there. Again, trading 80, 90 hours every every week for my mom to, right. and we would kind of raise ourselves. You know, we we I was the, the caregiver for my older brother and my younger sister, younger sister, and, and learned how to cook and all these types of dad slash mom things that I was put in charge of because right. mom loved us and meant well. She was just at work. Right. Um, but the, the one memory that I have is flipping on a light switch at, at eight or nine years old, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Lights didn't come on. Right. So you talk about humble beginnings. I, I, I felt embarrassed. I felt angry. And, and how dare I, at eight years old, have those kind of odd feelings about a woman who was killing herself to feed us? You right. know, right? But I, I knew at that moment that I was due and destined and, and going to do everything I could to be a different person. Mm-hmm. And um, a number of years ago, God put something in my life, and it, it really made a huge impact. And I ran with it. Gotcha. Now, before we go there, you, you mentioned working several jobs and, and coming to the realization that this wasn't the, the path, right? No. This was A lot of people saw it as success. You, you, they, they said, hey, Adam, man, you're doing a great job. You're doing a bang-up job. But you felt not so much. What, what do you think made you come to that realization? The realization of, of, of knowing I needed to stop trading time for money? Yes. Is that the question? Mm-hmm. Knowing that no matter when I was or where I was, someone was always going to be you know, have their thumb over me. Uh, my son is 13 now. Mm-hmm. I remember taking a position in corporate America as a restaurant manager just because I had great benefits. And I knew the trade-off. The caveat was anytime someone else didn't come to work, the restaurant manager stays at work. I remember 20-hour days. I remember thinking, finally, I get to go home. Then all of a sudden, the $7 an hour high school employee that was supposed to come relieve me for the night shift on Friday decided he was going to the game and all of a sudden didn't work for Taco Bell anymore. (laughs) Right. So, um, here I am staying at work and I got a newborn at home that I, my only child I'm thinking so much about and I can't see him. Um, I knew that that wasn't going to get any better. I bobbed and weaved or tried to and go to places that had certain day parts as their their, their busiest hours and, and, and move up through the ranks with that work ethic we talked about. Right. But it still never mattered to the degree of they were saying, great job, fella. Here's an extra five grand for the year, but we're going to need you to work an extra day. Gotcha. I'll never forget. I had a, had a restaurant manager, rather an owner in California that saw how hungry I was, but also mm-hmm. saw that he could. And I didn't know it at the time. This is all hindsight. But he saw that he could exploit my ability and desire for money. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll pay you this much to run this restaurant if you work five days a week mm-hmm. as a salary manager. I'll pay you this much if you'll do six. I said, give me the six because I'm going to be here anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, you might as well give me the extra seven grand on top of that money, you know. So right. that's where it was. And this was prior to you on going to the military. Correct. Correct. And so how old were you when you recall when you went to the military? 25. Okay. It was a it was a crossroads. It was, I can't do this forever. This is, you know, I don't know what this is, but I know it's not right. I was raised by, uh, I told you, you know, the parents split up and I had an uncle. We were um, financially challenged enough mm-hmm. growing up that sometimes it was aunts and uncles okay. that took care of us for a school year or whatever it was. Okay. And so I had an uncle who was a Vietnam veteran, Marine. Okay. 
And he had a, he had a, a saying, and he said it once, he said it a hundred times. If you can, you know, do two years, mm-hmm. you, you should try. Not to me. He, his feeling was that everyone should try two years if they can. Not everyone's able. If you can, can. Yeah. I, I went in. I tried it for two years. I, I, I've always thought of myself as an intelligent person, but out of nowhere, I just wanted to, whatever the antithesis of, you can have any job you want in the Army was, I decided to be an airborne artillery paratrooper ranger kind of guy, you right. know, the, the crazy stuff. Right. And that's what I did. And, and uh, you know, they, they pay you an extra $100 a month right. for hazard pay, for jumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because um, at 25, even late 20s, um, the realization of, Time for money mm-hmm. is a very mature realization. Absolutely. Right. Most people don't make that realization until further in life, 30s, 40s. Right. 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 Uh, we, talk about some of your influences from a, a personal development perspective up until that point. What are some of the things that helped you mature maybe faster or, or some of the things that helped you assess differently? Right. What were some of the things that you, you read, maybe listened to? Or- I, I think up until that point and, 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 in the last four years, it's been astronomical. But up until that point, mm-hmm. a lot of the examples that I had were bad ones as mm. far as I could see what not to do, mm. right? If you see the tires flat, you know not to go over the pothole or the nail strip or whatever. Sure. I saw a lot of flat tires. Got it. I was seeing my own mother mm-hmm. cry, actual tears of pain from being on her feet 16, 17 hours a day. And then the thing with the money is, is yeah, there was certainly the inability to manage it and, and learning that valuable trade. Um, and I'm being totally facetious. Like I, I wish I wouldn't have learned that, or maybe, uh, maybe I just hope and pray that my son never sees that side of life, that he never flips on a light switch or never sees people balancing checkbooks, you know, paycheck to paycheck yes. kind of thing. Yes. But I saw a lot of the bad examples uh, in the last number of years. I've seen some amazing ones and we'll get to that later, but um I think I learned through so many mistakes of what not to do. Mm-hmm. Got it. So uh, you were able to process that and go, absolutely. that's not working so well. And I'm starting to lift some of it. And it seems yes. like it could, it could be the same thing. I don't want to absolutely. repeat that. Absolutely. I absolutely. Got I got to a point where it seemed like no matter what the problem was in my life, and this mm-hmm. was 25 and under, whatever the problems were could be fixed. So my deal was how do I become the person that doesn't always fall short and, and, and be stressed and all those kinds of things. So I knew I knew I had to be a different person. I didn't know how yet, but I knew I had to become that. Got it. And as far as joining the military, that's a that's one simple word. That's nothing but discipline. Got it. And once you once you sign the line, you're forced <laughs> into discipline, right. right? So you do two years in the army. You had prior did uh, restaurant management. Correct. So you come out of your army now what? And I knew I didn't want to manage restaurants. I I looked for a sales job. I looked for kind of an anything other than that. I knew my whole life I'd heard uh, education was the key and go to school, get a good job, so on and so forth. Everyone I knew that went that route, mm-hmm. crazy amounts of student loans. I knew maybe that wasn't necessarily the fix-all. From there, I, I kind of fell back onto what I was good at, which is just working with my hands and mm-hmm. my back. You know, Restaurant management was something that I could always kind of get a yes from. Mm-hmm. I could sit across from someone and have a nice interview and, and put on a suit. From there, it just it just sank deeper and deeper as far as the... This isn't ever going to stop. Right. And one one fateful day, I got an email. And again, managing a restaurant. I, I had, from that time, gone through a divorce of my own. I was trying not to duplicate what happened in my childhood. But sure right. enough, the divorce ensued. 
I'm starting all over again. I'm falling back on what I know. Mm. I had lost everything, you know, everything. Calling mom, who's right. working her whole life and saying, hey, I know you're about to retire. That home you have down there in the country, can I kind of rebound there for a moment? And my, Myself and my son, who was right. eight or nine at the time. And um, I jumped back onto the restaurant train while mm. I was looking for something, you know, right. that was going to change my life. Yes. And I get a, an email. You know, I guess God can send emails because it worked, you know, <laughs> get an email that says, check out this company, you know, tell me everything or, or rather look at everything bad about it. And if you want to talk, give me a call. And I thought that was a lot of moxie, you know, that was mm-hmm. brave of whomever was sending me the email. And um, that email began the personal development journey. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, I mean, that's the vehicle, that personal development vehicle was what was used to turn a man that was trying hard his whole life, but just get punched and punched and punched. From all the way down to all the way up, I'm, I'm mm. you know, I got the email. I found out about basically a company that you know uses personal development to to better everyone, and, and a personal development company that markets legal and identity theft plans. Right, so I used that to become the best version of myself I've ever been. So right, so so you had the realization that this wasn't for you. To your point, mm-hmm. fat examples. Mm-hmm. Your mother was struggling. You you felt like you could go the same path. You go into the army, get some discipline. You right. come out. Yeah. So now you got the combination. You got discipline, still saying mm, this is not the right path. But you go back to it because you got to make some money. Yeah, sure. So you're looking for something. Absolutely. And then something comes, Absolutely. and you are so ready for it because uh, a wrung out sponge. Right. Absolutely. Right. So thirsty. Right. So thirsty for. I I tasted all the bad stuff. Right. I'd had all the the failures and and the whatevers, and I've had it all, and and. and Thankfully, while still, you know, head above water. Right. But I was so hungry for something, you know. Um, I was primed. I was ready. So you find this company, Legal Shield. You, you begin on the products and such. Yeah. From, uh, you know, having been a restaurant manager, you've tasted entrepreneurship. Right. You even routed some off uh, Cracker Barrel, sure. Olive Garden, so on and so forth. So you know the difference between a good company or not. Oh, absolutely. A good product or not. Absolutely. A good team or not. Absolutely. Environment or not. Yes, sir. How do you evaluate? The company. Let's start um, there. The company and the product. How do you do sure, your evaluation? Sure. Um, call it triple reverse psychology. Call it whatever. I I have not since seen a recruiter do what was done to me, for lack of a better phrase, when he said, look up everything bad. Mm-hmm. You know, do your worst, as they say. Check it all out. Uh, I think the guy's name is Paul J. Meyer, and I may be wrong there, but he uh, was involved in about 63 companies, if I have this right. 62 of which he either founded or was a CEO, right? Okay. Probably telling you things you know, but I just learned this again mm-hmm. with this wonderful company. So the only one company that he didn't own or run or what have you was this Legal Shield company. Right. And he took 90 days to really research it. Mm. And I, I don't know that I had 90 days. I felt like I had been late on finding something like this about maybe mm. by a decade. So I did the research and and. and there's always a, a bad review on anything, whether it's a Porsche, a Ferrari, or this bottle of water, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe someone doesn't think Timex takes a lick and it keeps on ticking, and they'll put that review on the internet. Sure. They've got the spare time. But so many, you know, mountains of great reviews prompted me to look into it, check out the product as a, as a customer. And then I, I tell my, my new customers on a daily basis about 17 seconds after I saw what the product was mm-hmm. and saw what this country where this country was, you know, I knew that it was, uh, in my opinion, I know, you know, um, probably a little biased 
because I really do love what, what it stands for. I feel like every single person needs it. So about 17 seconds after buying it and then realizing, whoa, whoa, whoa I, can, I can show this to other people and actually make a profit and sell this. And, and that's, this can be my career and my job. I was so thankful that something hit me. Ton of bricks, you know, just. And that was, again, those were the fledgling stages. But what it did for me was it, it just completely peanut butter and jelly, if you will, brought on that personal development. Because the leaders that have gone before me, that will go after me, the current leaders of this company, yourself included, um, absolutely want to develop their team. They're not there just to have a kind of a fly-by-night thing. They're there for the long haul. This is a 45-year-old company, as you well know, and um, it's here to stay. Do you think um, you would have been seeking out other entrepreneurship opportunities? If I would have not found this. I would have always been looking for something better. In fact, there was a point in my career when I was so ashamed because I, f- I felt like I could never stay at a position longer than two years. Right. The thing with a restaurant manager in, in a, within the four walls in operations is that day-to-day grind really does wear on the body, young man or young woman or not. Yeah. So the burnout, as they say, is about a two-year cycle. So you come into the company... Uh, you, you've been in the company now for uh, for four years, but I know after coming to the company within, I think, within the second or third year, you achieved one of the big performance levels within the company. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that, that led to that, in your opinion? Absolutely. So um, not knowing any better to um, let off the gas really helped. <laughs> Being hungry, um, right. fiscally and, and money hungry in the beginning, um, I... I don't recommend being broke when you restart your life, but it certainly motivates. <laughs> um, the, the the levels of success in this company are so just, they're astronomical. Right. You've got individuals doing this spare time and part time all the way to folks earning seven figures annually, as right. you well know. Right. So proud to be associated with that. But the thing that, that I really admire is from those guys all the way down to the, the guy who started the day before you. You know, everyone's willing to share. Mm. Success leaves clues. We all know that. And in most companies, the term R&D means research and development. Here we call it rob and duplicate. Mm. If you see someone successful, just do what they did. You'll get what they got. You know, so simple. And everyone resonates with someone else. Right. You and I might be brothers. We might play basketball together. We might play checkers together. We might find some common ground somewhere. Right. And if not, that's okay, but I'm bound to find someone, as you are, that could resonate with you, that will click. And this company is so diverse, absolutely just gender, every race, every ethnicity, through the board, top to bottom. You know, folks coming in from, in the last few months, I see from Haiti and all these different places. I'm so proud to be a part of that. Those are are all your options to find someone who clicks with you. And I found a few folks on the team. Uh, some near me geographically, some super far away, but some people I just wanted to emulate and made themselves accessible to me. And I just basically, you know, second grade, you know, copycat, do what they did and, and, and try to get what they got. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. So now as you, um, you're, I don't want to call you a veteran, but you've <laughs> achieved some good performance levels early on. Um, but if you turn back to your 24, 25 year old you, mm-hmm. right? And you're now imparting advice. Uh, you're now talking to that that you that had the realization of this is not the way, right? Um, and you know what you know now. What are some of the things you would tell that that absolutely 25 year old Adam Thompson? That's so simple now, and and I'm grateful that 
I went through all the challenges, mm-hmm. but what I'll be imparting to my son who's 13, the, the, the moment he's ready to learn, which is now. I, I, I think John Maxwell said it best. He's either bribed or whatever you want to word that. He's paying his children mm-hmm. to read personal development books. So I'm the guy that always considered myself intelligent, but I absolutely hated to read. Mm. It's not trendy. It's not popular to say that you don't like to read, but I'll just be blunt and transparent. I didn't like it forever. The one word, if I could tell 25-year-old me, if we could do the Michael J. Fox and and go back in the time machine, the DeLorean, Audible. Audible is a service owned by Amazon. Uh, that I am their biggest supporter. I've never taken cheerleading, but I tell everyone I can about Audible. It's a service where the author is reading the book, recording it, and you get it read to you. Sure, some folks are going to call that lazy. I call it efficient. I absolutely believe in knowing your shortcomings, where they are, pointing them out, you know, being transparent, and then finding a way around it to circumvent, to, to make it work. I pay a couple bucks a month for it. And what I would tell the 25-year-old Adam is to read you know, right. I know it's it's hackneyed, it's cliched, and everyone right. says it, but it's real. It works. Maybe the the short answer to your question is is the acronym big. What I would tell twenty five year old Adam is the books that you read, the individuals you spend time with. Right? We become an average of the five people we spend the most time That's around. Right. right? Absolutely. And then the goals that you set. That's a mm-hmm. target. Right. I didn't have a target, James. I didn't have a, a goal. I, I knew I wanted more. But as Tony Robbins says, here, here, let me give you a dollar. Now you've got more money. Right. you got to be specific, yeah. you know? One of my favorite quotes, I can't remember the author, the, the, the quote is that the ship's captain cannot see that goal or that point yes. for most of the journey. Yes. But has to believe he's going the right way based faith. on the, right. the faith and the coordinates that he set, right? Absolutely. So to chase that goal is paramount. Right. right. Um, and I'm a big, big fan of Audible, too. Uh, not, not that Amazon gives any money to this show right. yet. <laughs> Key word is yet, okay? Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, long drives, plane rides, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's immense. Uh, it's immense value. Um, so, tough question. I, and I'll give you a minute to ask this one. If you could now give 25-year-old Adam three books, and only three, Okay. What three books would you give them? The first one I'd have to, you know, we talked about the faith of the the captain not seeing. And Mm -hmm. regardless of your your beliefs, you've got to have faith that there's a a bigger guy than you. So maybe I say, other than the Bible, what three books? Let me me say it like that, because where I'm from, you don't have have anything without that, right? Right, right. First book, uh, The Power of Consistency, Weld and Long. Mm. Uh, this is a person who talks about and teaches about the reticular activating system to not get crazy. When you walk through the airport, when we go home in a few days, and let's say I'm on flight 2222 mm-hmm. to Miami, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of flights are going to be listed on the board. And I'm going to find 2222 in Miami, and I'll, I'll you know, use the restroom, and life is good, right? We're waiting for the plane. Mm-hmm. And while I'm doing everything, waiting for this plane, I'm going to hear some announcements. The white zone is for immediate loading and unloading only, right? The red zone is for, you know, all this. And it'll, it'll say something about flight 1624 and flight 823 and all these different things. None of that will matter. The big takeaway for me is that as long as you, you know, we talked about the goals and, and having the target. As long as you set those before you mm-hmm. and don't really cloud your mind with too many other things, um, Warren Buffett said, make your, your power list of 10 and then throw seven of them away. Right. Just make your focus really small. 
if we spread ourselves crazy thin, we're not going to be able to accomplish really anything in any, any real amount of time. Right. Weldon, Weldon Long's book really focuses on that. The reticular activating system, the RAS, as he references it all the time, is that part of your brain that is, uh, you know, from a physiological perspective, is designed to protect you, to filter out things. So let's say we're back in that airport and flight 2222 is going to get me home, 2222 to Miami. And I'm hearing all these other things on the overhead for the hour layover that I have and nothing matters. You know, going to the bathroom, getting your Starbucks, hanging out with your wife, blah, blah, blah. But boom, the moment that flight 2222 to Miami, the instant that you hear it, it's just like the Scooby-Doo where your ears perk up. The next book, a book called The Slight Edge. And we'll talk about more plugs. We're going to talk about McDonald's. All right. Um, McDonald's, who has sent no money yet to this program. Yet. Yet. If I go there every day. No, in fact, let me back it up. If I go there tomorrow and I get a McDouble and a McChicken and a Sweet Tea Easy on the ice, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to think about all the people that say McDonald's is terrible, even though it still tastes good. Somebody's lying because they sell billions of hamburgers a day. Everyone says, oh, I don't eat McDonald's anymore. It's not true, people. Somebody's eating it. It's not just me. And if I eat it on a Monday, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, maybe I'll feel bad later, whatever. Tuesday, same thing. I'm not going to get the giant B-shaped belly yet. But let's just be real. If I have McDonald's every day, seven days a week, for at the end of a month, we've all seen the documentary, right? right? At the end of a month, some somebody's got problems. There's, you know, pre-diabetes. There's all these different mm-hmm. things because little tiny things matter. I would have loved to have shown that to 25-year-old Adam yeah. that many years ago and said, mm-hmm. listen, you're deciding this today. You're not going to only have to deal with this when you're 45, 50 and older. Doing this today a little bit will, be, will turn you into that, that person you don't want to become. As Jim Rohn says, you'll be wearing what you don't want to wear, driving what you don't want to drive, eating what you don't want to eat, living where you don't want to live. Yes. You know, I would have loved for 25-year-old Adam to know about the slide edge. Jeff Olson, I think, if I've got that right. That's good. That's good. Third book, Piercing the Darkness. Hmm. This is probably off the, uh, off the cuff. It, it's not one that a lot of people know a lot about. It's not a popular topic. It's, it's a Christian's admittance, if you will, that there are dark forces in the world. Mm-hmm. Piercing the Darkness is a, a, a Frank Peretti, I think, is the author. Mm-hmm. It's a real, it's, it's told in a story format. It's super easy to read. It's entertaining and yet scary and so eye-opening at the same time. This was a book that Maybe to prove that that dark forces exist, this is a book that was introduced to 25-year-old Adam, and it was never picked up. In a nutshell, it's just, you know, there's a a trillion great books, but those three could have shaped, I feel, in my my bones, I feel like those three could have shaped 25-year-old Adam to astronomical success like i'm on the right path but i've only had four years in grade as we say in the army right i've only been doing the right things if you will for four years because i just learned what they are right that's awesome though thank you well you know four years like you said you only have four years um we don't believe journeys are are by accident Mm -hmm. right so you've uh, all the things that you've done prior to prepared you even for the four years and then 
everything you're going to have uh, future for. So, so thanks again for uh, taking the time to join and uh, thank your wife for us My for pleasure. allowing you to step away from Absolutely. everything happening in the Montego Bay, Jamaica. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and congratulations for earning this trip. Thank you. Another uh, achievement. Uh, anything else you want to share that we haven't covered uh, that you think people should know in terms of personal leadership development, in terms of entrepreneurship and things people ought to think about? Absolutely. So one uh, final thought, I, I would love to talk about, you know, we mentioned the power of consistency. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, not knowing to, to let off the gas mm-hmm. when, and I'll only speak from personal experience. I'm not going to throw this on anyone, but please learn through my mistakes. When someone who has hungered for success his or her entire life, and when, when they do start to taste it, in their own, you know, capacity, their own space, wherever they are, um, don't rest on your laurels. Mm. You know, reward yourself and and pick an amount of time, whether it's good or bad. Pick an amount of time that you're going to feel the way you're going to feel. I, I, you know, we we had some losses in our family recently, mm. and I decided to mourn uh, some pets and my friend all happened in the same week for an, for an amount of time. And then I decided I was going to flick a switch and not be sad anymore. Right. Right. That's how I was taught to, to do this through these personal developments. Um, but, but getting back to setting a, a finite amount of time, if I have, you know, we, we just celebrated our biggest earnings month ever. So happy, so thankful. And I gave myself a day or two to rest because I pushed harder in that last 30 days than I'd ever pushed in my work career. Um, but with that, I, I learned a number of years ago. In fact, two years ago, we took a, um, we were awarded a, another nice trip like this to Cancun, Mexico. And a few weeks later, we took um, a two-week mission trip to Northern Ireland to help mm. some kids. And what I took away from that, what we call you know, the, the, the curse of the month of June, was I pushed so hard prior to that, the old me that grew up poor and unable to manage money and 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 in fact, let me throw one extra book, the 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 millionaire next door. Mm. Check it out. Great book. It says in a nutshell, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Please. So so that taught me that even if we're making all these great six figure incomes and all these types of things, don't spend it all. You know, uh, just because you made this many thousands of dollars in this month and, and doubled it in the next right. month. Don't just take off work. Don't, don't let off the gas. I mean, give yourself some, you know, take yourself to a nice dinner, do whatever you like to do, right? Take a weekend, do something, but, but don't let off. Don't win and then start again at ground zero. Right. You know, find a level playing field. Keep as much as you possibly can. 25-year-old Adam, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money one day, but hold on to it, Right. It's not what you make, it's what you keep, you know, absolutely. So my, my final thought is consistency. Um, even when you taste the good life, yes. make sure it's not temporary. Make sure the things that you did to get there you don't fall off, you know, absolutely. Well, we hope you enjoyed this uh, pro session of the Corling Solution. Thank you for joining us, Adam. Thank you again for Pleasure's uh, joining Thank us you today. So Appreciate it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Thank you for linking up with me for another episode of The Coiling Solution. You are informed, empowered, and now you can be accountable. Three key points I enjoy from this conversation. One, you may not know where you want to go in your career, but if you know you want to do better, personal development is an investment to make today, tomorrow, and always. Point two. 
how he achieved success so quickly. Adam's point was spend time with people who have already done it successfully. You can learn much from them. And then point three, the three points of advice he'd give his 25-year-old self. One, to read. Two, set big goals. And three, make great acquaintances. Overall, nothing else has changed. If you find the podcast to be of value, please subscribe, rate, and review. Secondly, this program is about empowering you through awareness and actionable insights in the areas of personal leadership development, entrepreneurship, and education. As you listen to these podcasts, you may have questions, hear things that are new to you, terminology you're hearing for the first time. All of those things are good, and I'm here to serve. You can go to our website, thecorelinksolution.com, and right below the show notes, you'll see a comment section. You can ask your questions there, mention challenges you have in the areas I mentioned, or even tell me about guests you'd like to hear from. Alternatively, you can do the same through social channels such as Facebook and Instagram. Thank you again for linking up, and until next episode, Be informed, be empowered, be accountable.